0: Oh, man, I just lost a chunk of my nest egg in the market whipsaw. Oh, sorry to hear that. Looks like I'll be wearing a yellow apron well into my 70s. Welcome to wall... Hey, don't get down.
1: Get educated. Listen to the Total Financial Hour with host Air of Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. What did you learn? How not to go backwards with the market, my friend, and have the opportunity to move forward with market growth. That's exactly what I need. So learn about your financial power with the Total Financial Hour, Sundays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. here on am 870. The answer.
2: The Total Financial Hour is sponsored by TFS Financial Insurance Services and Total Financial Solutions, Inc.
0: Strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, higher income strategies. Learn from Arab Halabi. Hey, welcome to the show. Learn about financial I'm Arab Halabi.
2: Glad to have you here. This is the Total Financial Show, your place for news, talk, and information. Stay tuned at the uh, top of the hour, up top of next hour, I have a special guest, Mary Winters, going to get a chance to talk to her. You've heard us talk about some of the concerns I've had about the way that our seniors are treated, what we see every day when it comes to their uh, their loved ones that try to steal money from them, that uh, short them on care because they want to make sure that there's enough money left over. Man, are we going to talk about that? And ways to get your help. That's at the top of the hour. My interview with Mary Winters coming up next. All right. I'm going to continue here because I've got a couple of big things to talk to you about that I have uh, concerns about. And frankly, it's it's going to be your retirement. I know. Sit down. This is a shock. But it's not the same thing. It's not, oh, well, I think you should get a square root of a percentage. And you know, we're going to use diversification of balanced assets. And, you know, and, you know, she, uh, excuse me. Now, Remember this the financial world, right? The financial assets that you have saved and it goes into the market, most for most of you, goes into mutual funds, stocks, bonds, ETFs. You realize your money has to be at risk of loss in order for your broker and Wall Street to get paid. So I, I don't know what kind of, you know, there's all these suitability and now fiduciary and now, you know, my best interest. How, how is it your best interest? Where the broker, when you want to make a change, when you want to move some money to safety, I'm telling you about this because it happened this week, you want to move some money to safety out of risk of the market only because you're 77 years old and you're saying, I'm not going to be adding any new money to this. This has to sustain me. And I've already lost in her particular case. She already lost. Hold on to your your seat. $122,000. How do you do that? As a broker, and say, and I deserve to be paid. I don't know that. I don't. I don't know how Wall Street can structure that that way. I'm sure there's legal reasons, and you know, big, fancy big words. And I want to eliminate all that. I, I think you just should ask yourself, what am I buying when I'm paying a fee? One of my favorite conversations is when you guys come to me and you say, or oh, if I, I pay twenty five dollars a year, I had this this week. Arafa, you know, I I work with uh, Fidelity and they charge me $20. Oh, oh, no fee. One of them was no fee. That was fun. I said, but when you call up, did a human being answer the phone? Well, yeah. Well, did you thank them for volunteering today? (laughs) And they chuckle. I go, you realize it costs money to maintain a website. It costs money to pay people. And uh, surprise, they have health benefits, health insurance, and uh, daddy- day off when, you know, three months of daddy leave or whatever, when the baby's born, they get uh, holidays and weekends and, and bonuses. And you, you give me, you, you follow what I'm saying. This is important. You understand that because trust your gut. You guys have that instinct. You have that little thing on the inside. It's called intuition. We always call it women's intuition only because they seem to follow it more so than men Right, We'll do things like, oh, we got a gut feeling. I got a gut feeling. Hey, Joe, what's your gut feeling? I got a gut. All right, we can, we can macho. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to coin a word. We can machoize the, 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 inst, the instinct, the women's intuition, but you have it, so follow it. You don't work for free. You can't expect your brokers to work, for, and I don't want them to. I just want them to tell you what they're making. And if they tell you it's $25 a year or even $25 a month, you have to ask yourself, who works for that? Right? I, I don't see that. I don't see that as a reality. So you just say, what am I paying and what am I getting? And for those do-it-yourselfers out there, and I'm okay that you exist. In fact, I'll be a little rude for a minute, but, but Wall Street makes a living because you guys exist right because you're busy you got other things to do and in the evening you do your own trading and investing and you almost always lose at least over time you lose and sometimes a lot or if you gain it's very little and their job is to take your money right so you understand that wall street's job when you when you are a do it yourselfer they don't want you thinking about certain things they want you to be tied up in whatever jim cramer's saying who keeps Losing after losing after failure after failure and really is a, an embarrassment. I don't mean to be mean to him as a human being, but he's an embarrassment as a financial expert. Right, he's entertaining. Okay, yeah, you know, push the button, throw the thing. I gotcha. But when he said to buy SVB Bank or Credit Suisse that they were good investments and those now have collapsed Become collapsed institutions. I'm not sure where he got his information from, but wherever it is, is crummy. So, when you do it yourself, or kind of think about this, I'm all right if you exist, but you need to use real data and a real benchmark. And here's what it is. Right? Gave you a second to grab your pen. Here's what it is. Number one, how much did I put in? Simple. How much did I put in? A hundred thousand dollars. Uh, how long ago was it? Let's just say five years. And how much did I make? So I put in $100,000. It has been five years. And now I'm at, let's say, 150000 Okay, great job. We know what you put in and what it's worth today. Now, the question that is difficult to ask. Everybody, it's difficult to ask. What did it cost me? to go from 100 to 150,000. How much did I pay? And then you do the math and you say it's worth it or it isn't. You wouldn't go to a restaurant, I know they exist, I've yet to be one and uh, to go to one. But you wouldn't go to a restaurant when there aren't prices on the menu. Right? You go in and you're like, "Oh, I love that. Oh, that's yummy. Can I have appetizers? L-l- why don't you bring three desserts? We're going to try them all." Well, that's amazing. Right? And then that little vinyl plastic folder comes, and you open it, and you go, "Surprise! Here's the bill." <laughs> Maybe you have that kind of money. I don't have that kind of money to just go. We're just gonna we're just gonna wing it and let them decide. Or you go to buy a new car, and you just say, "Hey, I don't see the sticker price, but here's my checkbook. Just write in the number." You guys wouldn't do that, would you? But you do it with your. With your retirement accounts, with your investments, you just say, oh, I like Tesla stock or Amazon or that ETF or gold or, or REITs or whatever it is that you like. Great. You, buy, you like them. And you, you never ask yourself, what is it going to cost me? And when they tell you something like $20 or $50 or 20 you believe them because you didn't trust that gut instinct. So what's the gut instinct? Well, it says they need to make a living. Now, what is it? 92% I think was the last survey I saw. It's always been in the 90s. 92, 95, whatever it might be. Of uh, money managers don't even, ready for this, they don't even beat the least costly of them all called the S&P 500. They don't even beat that. So that means the active manage, buy, sell, buy, sell. Let's wake up early. Let's do this. See what's going on. Buy, sell, buy. That person doesn't even beat the set it and forget it, go live a life, right? So I don't have a problem with a portion of your assets being in real estate or gold or the stock market. I I don't have a problem with that at all. I I think that's actually wise, but you have to know what you're paying for each one. And my concern is when you have retirement accounts, the job of that money You see, wealthy people know the job of money. I want you to figure this out. What is the job of each asset? Okay, so my retirement account, I have an IRA, $500,000. Great job, you saved, good job. A half a million dollars. What's the job of that? Now, if you say something like all of us would, well, I just want it to grow. I just want it to be more. I want it to uh, uh, make a lot of money, right? That, those are common things that we say, but it's like saying, uh, are you dressing up tonight to go out? Yes, I am. Great. What do you want to do? I want to be good looking. We go, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. You have a date tonight and you want to be good looking, but what does that mean? Well, I want to be good looking. I, I want to look good. And then you do the Kamala Harris word salad. I want to look good. So the people that are looking at me go, wow, she looks good. And then when I'm looking good and I want to look in the mirror and say, wow. I'm looking good so that when I'm looking good to be right, that's the Kamala Harris. And if Saturday Night Live wasn't so far left every week, they would have a skit on her on something dumb. She said that week, but when you're trying to save for retirement or you have a dollar figure or an account, it's what's the job of that money. Okay. Let's think about it. If the job of that money is to give you lifetime income, then it has to be in a place that correlates and rewards And honors and delivers according to the job that you gave it. Okay. Simple enough. The job of the money is to be a retirement income supplement, social security, or a pension or rental property or all of it. Okay. I'm happy with that. The job of the money determines the place of the money. But when you determine the place of the money is now in the distribution phase, which is now I need to get a paycheck that's pretty regular, that's pretty systematic. Let's be clear on this. Wall Street can't charge an annual fee against it. You see, their job when you were working, every two weeks, your job when you were working, they worked together. In other words, their job was to be the catcher of your money. Every two weeks, you would go to work. You would get a paycheck. They would pay your FICA, your SUDA, your FUDA, your SDI, all of your income taxes, and they would take a portion out for your retirement account, your 401k, 403b if you worked for the school district, 457 or deferred comp if you worked for a city or a county or a state, thrift savings plan if you worked for the federal government, but you get, you get the idea. Okay, These all had a job to do. Well, where that really comes into play is in the job of your retirement accounts while you're working, it's to buy systematically because when the share prices are down, when Ford stock is going for $5 a share instead of $10 a share, you would buy a lot more when you put in your same $100, right? You would buy a lot more shares because it's only costing you $5 instead of 10. So you're buying more. And then you're hoping when you retire that it goes back up to 10 or 15 or $20 a share. And you can say, yippee, I sold this for 20 but I bought it for $5. Okay. The value of that systematic saving, it's called dollar cost averaging, is very high when you are employed and here's the big all capital letters, bold, and systematically adding to that account. Buying, selling, buying, 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 right? You're always doing that buying. That's very important because the buy, 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 buy part of things is you accumulating more shares because in the accumulation phase, you are accumulating more shares so that the value of them go up when the time comes for you to retire. Okay, simple. But what about when it's time to sell? Because you see, you can't take some drywall or, or carpet or, or the old sink. you can't take that to the grocery store and say, "Hey guys, what I'd like to do is uh, uh listen, I own this rental property right? Uh, here I'm taking some shares. I have 20 shares. I don't care what the price is. I'm going to bring three shares to buy my my dinner. You don't do that. you take dollars. whether you own rental property or gold or what, you take dollars to the grocery store now. Certainly it's an argument today. Dollars are not as valuable because Mr. Biden and his ilk have flooded the system with money, right? When you flood the system with money, when there's a lot of something, it's not as valuable as a commodity, right? If there's one bottle of water and there's four of us that want it because we're thirsty, we're going to pay whatever it costs, man. I'm thirsty. I want that bottle. Whatever, I, Take my entire net worth, whatever I can do to, to get that bottle of water. But when there's an entire room full of cases of water, the value of it isn't as much, right? You waste it. You don't really care. You don't finish the bottle. You leave it on the counter because you got another one right around the corner. So as you are accumulating wealth, you're accumulating shares and you're ready to retire, you might, or, you know, five years before you're still working, but five years before retirement. Or five years after retirement, that's a real serious time. We call it the golden 10. And the reason we call it that is simple, because that period of time, when you make certain financial decisions, they will cost you or make you hundreds of thousands of dollars usually. All right, so for example, when to take social security. If you do it in that window of time, depending on when you do it, it could be better or worse. Your husband, your wife. Should you do a a lump sum pension buyout? Should you say, hey, don't give me a a monthly pension. Give me the lump sum, sometimes, depending on what it is. So that period of time, that golden 10 period of time is very sensitive. And that's when we say, come and see us if you'd like us. There's there's other good guys out there. I don't like somebody who says I do, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and and annuities. I I don't like that because I think fixed or fixed indexed annuities in my opinion, today are the only ones that can deliver that consistency, that guarantee, that predictability. That's it. Oh, but Eric, if I'm only gonna get a 4% return, a 7% return. That's right, because what's the job of the money? Is it to try to hit a home run? No, it's to try to be, or will be, predictable, reliable retirement income, reliable rates of return over time. So the job of the money changes, right? It's not the same. It isn't as if you're saying, oh, I'm gonna go speculate and go to Las Vegas and put $100,000 on red. The job of that money is to either double or go away very quickly. It isn't to eat dinner tomorrow night, right? You wouldn't gamble with your dinner tomorrow night. What well, doesn't make sense. So you have to ask yourself, what's the job of the money? If the job of the money is predictable, reliable retirement income, then fixed or fixed indexed annuities work. If you if you say, yeah, okay, Eric, if I'm with you, I believe that, then there are different types. There are some that have hidden fees. I, I saw some just this week. Great company. I like the agent even. I, I know who he is. Good guy. But he checked a box with hidden fees. Why? I think it's lazy. I think some financial professionals say, we're going to charge you a fee when you don't have to. And they do it because it's laziness. I don't think they're bad right? There's good people that are lazy and bad people that are lazy. I think it's, it's, a, it's a professional laziness. Why? Because, well, he's also an attorney. Good guy. I think actually a really good guy. But when you have two things that you focus on, you have to decide one or the other is your expertise. You cannot be great at both. I don't mean you can't be okay at both. You can even be licensed at both, right? I know people that are financial professionals and they're musicians, and they are, they're great. That's good. But what are you great at? They're not the same. How much time do you dedicate to, to whatever? Right? I mean, if you fix cars, and oh, by the way, you're also a computer programmer. There's 24 hours in a day. Which one are you going to spend your time on? I'm all right with I Now, you can be good enough. Lord knows that's the federal government. That's the diversity angle is let's find people that are good enough that look like this. So there's a lot of financial professionals that are good enough. And if that meets your criteria, then I'm okay with that. I don't think everybody needs to have an expert in what they do, right? It depends on your life savings. It depends on how much you're involved. Depends on how much of your due diligence you're doing. But I think most people deserve to have a financial professional who this is what they do because you cannot go backwards. Do you understand that? The reason I don't put your retirement account on red and gamble with the latest, greatest crypto or, or ETF or whatever, it's simple. Because what am I going to do? Say sorry? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, that's that's mildly interesting. You just lost your money. You can't go backwards. You can't say, oh, you know what? I'm 69. Ah, I decided to go back to work anyway. So that's my concern, guys, Okay. I get it that a lot of guys and gals think that it's okay to put your money at risk. I don't. It's a different philosophy. Okay, my, if you have, I don't know, five million dollars and you want to play with one million, go for it. You might, you might hit a home run. My goodness, you could find the next greatest whatever. Great job. But I promise you this: if you had five million and you play with one, I'm going to make sure that your retirement accounts pay for your food, shelter, clothing. You're going to have wonderful vacations. You're going to be able to leave money to the charities and children and grandchildren that you want, right? Because that's the first step. It's different when we get older, right? It's different when I, when, as I get older, 27 years in this business as a profession, 10 years prior as a personal trader and investor, right? That's, that's, a, big, that's a big deal. That means I'm in my mid-50s now and uh, this is basically what I've done. Personally, privately, and then professionally, right? There's a transition that happens. All of us, you decide. All right, getting back to the, the market, and I want you to realize the way it kind of works because in our system, the reason that I think stock bond mutual funds are misunderstood because rich people make the rules. And the rules are if you put money in a retirement account, okay, and that retirement account goes down in value. I don't care where it is, forget where it is for a minute. And you lose money, right? Last year you had 300,000, today you have 250. Can you deduct that on your taxes? No, no, you, you can't deduct the losses. It, it's, maybe they'll change the law someday, but rich people write the rules and they don't put their retirement accounts in the market, at least at the same percentage that every day American does, right? We We go to work, and that's often the only choice you have. So important, you're going to pay fees. I already told you that. If you put your money in the market, you will pay fees and costs. Sometimes hidden, sometimes, uh, well, mostly hidden. And sometimes you, you think you know what they are. Can you deduct those on your taxes? No. Now, if, if you write a check personally and they don't debit your retirement account, then yes, you can. But people don't do that. It's nice in theory, but it doesn't exist. I've never seen it in thousands of people I've met with in 27 years. Never seen it, but maybe. Right? Maybe you're so sophisticated, maybe your broker has figured it out and says, I'm going to help you, Mr. or Mrs. And so they say, here's what we do. I want you to write a check every two weeks, every month, every quarter for your fees. Okay, but no, you don't. So you don't get to write it off on your dedu- uh, deduct on your taxes. That's the second one. What's the third one? Well, in this country, in capitalism, you get rewarded for taking risk because that's how things like the internet have been developed. That's how automobiles and airline flight, right? That All that stuff has been developed because people have taken risks with capital. Capital is money, generally speaking. Now, capital can also be machinery. It can be computers. It can be manufacturing. But generally speaking, Capital for most of us is money. So, when you take capital that has already been taxed, money in your checking and savings account, and you put it at risk, and you hold it for one year and one day, and you sell it, and there's a profit, you pay the lowest taxes possible. It's called capital gains tax. Okay, capital gains tax could be zero for some of you, depending on your tax bracket, it could be zero. That's pretty exciting. But what if you took that same risk, but with retirement money and you put that into the market, stock bond mutual fund, ETF, promissory note, whatever. And you've made money one year, two years, three years, five years later, 20 years later. You've held it all this time. You've made money in it and it's time to cash it in. What tax bracket are you in? What what tax bracket? type of classification do you pay on that? Yeah, ordinary income tax. Ordinary income tax in both the state of California and the federal government is usually the highest tax you pay. Double or triple what you would have paid if it was capital gains. So that's important you understand this because rich people wrote the rules to take post-tax money and to put it in the market. And when it goes up in value and they pass away, their children inherit all of those stock bond mutual funds that are not in a retirement account. You ready for this? Tax-free. What? Mm Mm-hmm. When you put money in your retirement account, because you've heard me say, what do rich people do? What do the wealthy do? What do poor people do? Wealthy people, very simply, they go out, they take their money, and they buy predictable, reliable retirement vehicles for income. They take risk with non-retirement money so that when you pass away and leave your retirement account to your child, your child has to pay taxes on all of it. So, So the same taxes that don't have to pay you get it the same stock bond mutual fund owned outside of a retirement account no income tax for their children oh you your children your your spouse pays 100% of whatever that is uh, is subject to income tax very important you understand that because when you're buying every 2 weeks in the stock market it pushes up the value of their non-retirement stocks when you're buying every 2 weeks dollar cost average every month into the market you are pushing up the value of their stocks. So why do rich people, why do brokers, why does Wall Street convince you that it's a good idea to put money into the market? In my opinion, it's for that reason. Now, maybe there's others, maybe they really believe in it. That's okay. All right, grab your pen and paper. I'm going to give you our phone number when we come back as well. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. We have more when I return. The pension system, your retirement accounts, some solutions. We've got it all when we come back on the Total Financial Hour. I'm Arif Halaby. AM 870, the answer. We'll be right back. To
0: Araf now, every dollar's got a job to do. Arif makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Learn about financial power. security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab halaby
2: Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me. Power, I'm Arab halaby 888-99-RETIRED. That's 888 Triple eight ninety-nine retire. Hey, it's your place for news talking information, AM870, the answer. Thanks for being part of our weekend show. As I mentioned before, top of the hour, I have a special guest, Mary Winners. She is uh I think she's gonna shock you on some of the stories that we have to share about being a proper caregiver, how to protect your loved one from uh maybe it's a sibling that you have, or maybe it's a predatory, uh soon-to-be second or third husband, or somebody that's scoping around trying to to go after your parent, right? So we're going to cover that when we have the interview with Mary at the top of the hour. All right. I wanted to go over your retirement accounts because we talked about why wealthy people, but I want to recap this. Wealthy people have figured this out. I don't mean bad or good, right? I say wealthy or rich and you say, oh, good or bad. You run it through your little silly filter because you've got your preconceived notions. Everybody does. Right? I remember being in school, in elementary school, and they would say rich people, and then you know the top of their lip would curl and they go, Rich people. And you go, Oh, man, that must be bad. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, I don't want to be one. And then of course everybody wants the stuff. Nobody wants to be rich, but they want the stuff that comes with being rich, right? So how do you ever figure that out? We got a war against people with money. And then but but do you did you wanna have money or not? Right? You understand this this weird bipolar type personality, rich people, bad. Donald Trump, bad. Billionaires, bad. We need to tax bad. But why didn't you go to work and ask for a pay raise? You need to go and buy that bigger house, bigger car. You can now finance your car for 20 years, 10 years, 15 years. How long did you want to buy that house? Did you know there are house mortgages today for 40, 50, and ready for this, 90 years? Do you understand that? So I thought rich people were bad. Why do you need a bigger house? So you got to check yourself a little bit in this story. You got to ask yourself, why is it that there's this little war going on? All right. So rich people created the system. Simple enough. I mean, again, I don't say bad. The difference in the United States isn't that rich people created it and historically poor people created the other systems. No, because if you were Cleopatra, Napoleon, Fidel Castro, Rich people have always created the rules to benefit themselves, their friends, and their family. The difference is, in 1776, the United States says, we're going to let the rules apply to everyone. But you have to figure it out. If you figure it out, you win. If you don't figure it out, you lose. So what you used to do was save money and for one or two or three generations finally send your first child, uh, oldest boy, that's code word, first child would be oldest boy, to college. And you send him over there, And you guys go back to work in the fields and the factories and you get to keep your little heads down and you check your watch and Junior comes back and you say, it's been four or five years. What did you learn? And he's going to say, whoa, I'm going to tell you what is out there. And Junior shares everything about wealth and success and business and astronomy and medicine and whatever else he learned, right? The Reading what... It's called the classics today. It's still called probably the classics back then. Right? They go through this whole period of exploration. Maybe the next generation, they send two kids to college. And then the whole village gets together because they need a doctor. They don't want to walk five hours for a physician anymore. So they said, hey, Jimmy, your daughter, your son is the smartest in the world in this little town. We're all going to pool our money so that she can go to school and come back and be a doctor. And again, it was probably a boy. And we all sat around and we waited until that doctor returned. Four, five, seven years, 10 years later, she comes back, he comes back. And now we have a physician in our town, right? It's called a scholarship. You guys know what those are. Except today, why do we have one point? I think we're right around $2 trillion now in student loan debt. You can thank President Obama. Literally, he, he purposely um, torpedoed The student loan system completely. And when he did so, we knew in the financial profession that this was going to go out of control. Anybody knows this. I mean, this isn't a secret. It's all math. One plus one is two. But when he did it, right, when rich people suddenly, what happened 25 years ago? It's very basic. Information came to you. It was free. Free, right? You get your free Obama phone, your free Wi-Fi. Everybody's it's a human right to have DSL, now it's a human right to have, you know, fiber optic and, and so everybody has information about everything all the time everywhere. So what's the value of that university over there? What's the value of $50,000 a year of post-tax money Re- means well, really you got to make around 75 or 80, pay taxes, get your 50, go pay junior's college fees. So information now comes to you for free. So what it does now is, is it's kind of like existing in plain sight. So bad guys, bad information, screwed up systems, uh, people that are trying to be sneaky, they just bury it in 1.6 million Google searches. I did a search earlier. What's the size of CalPERS pension? California public employee retirement system. One of the largest pension systems, largest pension systems in the world. 14.4 million searches. Uh, Maybe, maybe, uh, let me look at the zeros. Yep. Carry the one. Four point, 14.4 million searches. So what if you have the best information? What if you're the person who can expose the lies and you're in 12,162,410? Sorry, nobody's going to ever see it. So instead of bearing information and keeping it, uh, the gates, the entry gates by cost, right? The Democrats did first, well, cost was everybody. But then the Democrats said, well, gosh, we don't want information by the, by the, those uh, ignorant people in the South. We don't want minorities. We don't want black people going there. So they made costs go up through the roof. And then they made these little secret little uh, tests that you would take. Remember the poll tax? In part, the National Rifle Association, you understand this, the NRA, not the only reason, But one of the main reasons the NRA started was because the Democrats in the South forbade blacks from carrying firearms. They made them do these funny tests, pay these fees. So sorry, the Second Amendment doesn't apply to you. So the NRA fight, the National Rifle Association, remember that? Remember those guys? Yeah. They fought to make sure that all Americans could carry a right? They start breaking down those rules. So California Public Employee Retirement System has some problems but it buries it somewhere in 14.4 million searches. So what is exactly the problem? Who knows? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Well, we should investigate. Sorry, COVID, lockdown. Oh, sorry, 9-11 happens. But you realize we had a solution to solve social security. The day after 9-11 hit, the commission was was to unveil its report in 2001. Serious. So when you're trying to bury funny bad news weird stuff, things that you don't want people to know about, you just put it somewhere in Google, or really what you do is you control what's called the algorithms. What does that mean? The algorithms is just the way that things pop up. Twitter did it. I urge you to go back and look at the YouTube interviews, the uh, testimonies, congressional Republicans asking the Twitter executives, who, in my opinion should be put in prison for defying the United States of America's act of everything, free speech, dishonesty towards politicians and the fair treatment towards lying to the American public and lying and testifying under oath. There were some pretty bad guys like, oh my gosh, they actually thought that they controlled the world. Well, Elon Musk, you know, kind of can't listen. I don't agree with everything he says and does. Right. People say, oh, Eric, you know, you recommended that book. And, you know, on page 17, it said this. R- really? Even if it's a book that I write, I'm not going to recommend. I'm not going to say everything is perfect. And, and if I, if it is a book that I write, maybe six months later, I'll say, hey, I changed my mind on page 94. So don't try to think perfection is the answer. Perfection is the enemy of success. It isn't everything you do, including gathering of information. I want you to be accurate. But when Google buries the answer in 14.4 million search results and decide what you're gonna actually see. So here's the answer, ready for this? CalPERS, California Public Employee Retirement System. Many of you, $27.4 billion last year, or last fiscal year, I guess it'd be about two years ago. $27.4 billion in retirement benefits, that's great. 9.7 in health insurance, some of you are lucky. CalPERS managers, okay, I did the math. They're short, short, as in they don't have enough money for $191 billion. I did the math for you. You're welcome. 191. So they're supposed to have this number go down, 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 $191 billion short. The good news is it used to be 220 billion, 250 billion. So the good news is it's not as bad. Now, Let's tell you about this. It's a little sneaky. So don't tell anybody else. I'm just telling you. The way they do the math to make themselves look good is what's come up to the 191. In other words, this is their numbers that they report and kind of tell on themselves. So if you have a choice and you tell on yourselves, are are you going to tell on yourself 100% of the truth that makes you look really bad or that just makes you look kind of sort of honest? but not really bad. So in my answer, my question is, why is it that you're using the same numbers to be short that just barely fit to make you look like you can solve the problem? Because you see, just like there's a run on a bank, if you think CalPERS does not have what it takes to meet the mission, because the politicians have gotten involved with CalPERS, because woke investment advisors have gotten involved with the ESG and the DEI crud. Right, what do they they think oh we're going to invest in this company because it doesn't pollute much or it buys co- carbon offsets. You're like, "It buys carbon offsets? What the hell is that?" Well, that that's a business off to the side where if you're going to spend money, you can go off and offset it. Like um oh gosh, what did the Catholic Church used to call it? Oh, paying penance. Now, you want to go out, you want to go look at the Muslim church does the uh, the Muslim faith does this uh, many faiths in history. You go commit crime, you pay it off on the side. Right? It's haram, haram is bad, to gamble. But a lot of Muslims still gamble. And they gamble, and they shouldn't, but they do. You're just not allowed to spend the money on yourself. The profits have to be given away, or haram, they, they're, they're bad. So they go out, and they go to Macau, they go to Vegas, they go to Atlantic City, and they'll spend, 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 oh, they'll gamble. They'll get. If there's a profit, they have to take what they've made, and donate it somewhere else. See, check the box. I'm a good person. Whew. Barely made it in by midnight. So what's the difference when the left pays its penance? Well, instead of the Catholic Church or the Islamic faith or the American Red Cross, where do they give the money to? CalPERS. This is just between you and I. This is the secret. They're investing companies, right? So they use their money. that do carbon offsets. Ready for this? Hold on. And John Kerry and Al Gore own the companies. I know you didn't think that was coming. You weren't sure. But they own pieces of the companies that are getting pieces of the thing, of the climate change, of the place, of the... You get it? And he doesn't even wear one of those collars or a hat or anything. He's not even saving souls. Huh. 191 billions. That's the self-reported number. I don't know. Maybe there's enough to last forever. I don't know. I don't have a calculator that goes that big, I guess. So what do you do? What's the solution? Well, you always have to take care of yourself. Number one, in my opinion, the stock market is not a place for retirement accounts if you are no longer adding to them. It is simple math, dollar cost averaging. You're buying, you're buying, you're buying, you're buying, you're buying. You're supposed to do that when you're 32 years old, not when you're 62. Unless you're going to retire in 20 years, fine, 82 when you retire. But if you think you have five to 10 years to retirement and you're still keeping your retirement accounts in the market, then you are gambling. It is Russian roulette. Will the market be up when you're ready to retire or will it be down? Will the economy good or bad? Is inflation high or low? But there's such a depth amount of money that is in the system and the only way Wall Street can ever charge a fee on your money is for it to be at risk. So they created a variable annuity system. It's, it's been around for a long time. I'm not a fan. I'll give you an example of one here in a minute. They're right. They, they fit some people. I have to tell you that because I have lawyers that tell me what to say. They're good for some people. I have yet to find those people, but I'm sure somebody out there, it's the right thing. Two, three, 4%. This particular lady, she put in $100,000. She's in her uh, late 40s, nurse, put in $100,000. Uh, $100, it's worth $138,000 today. We did the math nine years ago. She put in 100. It's worth 138. She paid $35,000 in fees. She paid 35000 to get 38. Who's the one that didn't sleep good at night when it was down? Her broker or her? Who's the one that worked hard to build up and put in that hundred thousand dollars? Her broker or her? You see, I was one of those brokers. I can tell you because they told me to tell you: Don't worry, the market will come back. Don't worry, it's the best place to put money. Don't worry, the average rate of return. Don't worry, everybody loses money sometimes. We get a whole script of things to say. Check number four, number three. Go, go to, go to section number four. Right, that's what we were told to tell you. That was my first, not my first ten years as a as a financial uh, personally investing myself. But my next 10 years as a financial professional with you, it's what we did. And guess what? The market went up, right? It went pretty much straight up. And so I was right. I I was the hero. You thought I was smart. I went, yes. And I didn't argue. I mean, once I tried to argue, but it was really not that much. I just, I just said, I agree. You're right. I'm smart. (laughs) Oh, yes. Thank you. I mean, I was trying to be humble, but you were so kind with your words. So, so I said, oh, thank you so much. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. What do you mean it's down? What, what do you mean it went down in 2000? Did, wait, no, I didn't do that. And then in 2001, no, 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 wait, 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 come back. Oh, wait, 2002. Wait, what, what do you, uh, um, wait. Suddenly this I word starts popping in called integrity. And it says, if I took credit when it went up, then you have to take the blame when it goes down. So if your financial professionals are playing uh, MIA, right? They're missing in action. They forget to call you. They yell at you when you question them two or three times. They, they prevent you. I've seen it. I saw this this week. They put so many roadblocks and prevent you from trying to move your money out of there because they think it's the best thing to do, not because it pays their boat payment. Of course, there's no, no conflict of interest there. So I always ask you, what's the purpose of the money? If the purpose of the money is to try to hit a home run and to get the best newest technology in AI or, or, or something, then great, you go take that risk. But if the purpose of this money is because at the end of the year, you're going to have to pay property taxes. Well, we don't know what the market's going to be like at the end of the year, but we know what property taxes are going to be. We know you're going to have a mortgage payment due next year. Well, uh. Can can you can you answer for me? Who's going to be responsible for that? Is Mister Broker going to come down from Lake Tahoe Ski Resort when he's supposed to be watching your money and say, "Excuse me, real quick, I got a question for you, Mister Broker." Um, I'm worried. I'm just I'm just worried, man. Another bank has failed. Is my retirement account going to be okay? And in an out of breath fashion, through one of those uh, you know ski masks to keep his nose nice and toasty warm. He'll, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, just keep investing. Oh, okay, thanks. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, just keep putting money in. Keep putting money in. Buy, 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 buy. Uh, okay, but you never told me to sell. When, when do I sell? Oh, you never sell. Because when you sell, I don't, get a, I don't get a paycheck. You go, aha. The truth comes out. So I want you to have money at risk if the job of the money is at risk. If you're 25, 35, 45, and you're putting money into the market because you're going to be one day retiring, but it's not five or 10 or 15 years from now, then you let it sit there and you grow and you put money in and it grows and, and it goes down. Oh my gosh, it's down. Good. You're buying, you're getting more shares, you're accumulating shares. That's the job in the first phase of that retirement account. And remember when I say multiple sources of income, I care about two things. I care about the ability for you to have money that is not correlated to other offsets. Meaning, if the real estate market's up, the stock market's down. If the bond market is here, cryptocurrency is there. Gold is this, silver is that. Great, let it do that thing. I'm good with that. What I don't want you to do is to think of yourself in a way that all of your eggs are in one basket and you're counting on one company or one organization. You're counting on somebody one person, maybe. It just doesn't make sense to me. All right, here's our number again. 888 retire 888-997-3847. retire I put out, guys, uh, recently what I thought was a, a good answer to determining whether or not you want to stay in California, where you want to move. So uh, if that's something you want, you can go ahead and send me an email. You can email me at ARIF, A-R-I-F, ARIF, at tfswealth.com. Some of your questions. I have a couple of questions. You're going to hear them next week on next week's show because we have special guest Mary Winters coming up at the top of the hour. An amazing interview. Wait till you hear. She's going to be live here in the studio. I'm going to put out the phone number as well at the top of the hour so you can give us a call. Call into the station if you have a question for Mary. We'll take that uh, about 15, 20 minutes into our show so I think you can get a chance to know who she is. But I'll put the phone number out at the uh, top of the hour. Our phone number again, triple eight ninety nine retire That's 888 Maybe you just need a second opinion. Maybe you say, hey, what do you think? And, and this week, I think it was twice this week. It might've been twice last week and once this week, but it was just twice within the last week or so. In the same week, somebody comes in, different people, and I said, listen, I like what you have. I wouldn't make any changes. And they say, yeah, but I'm not really a fan of the broker. Okay, well, you can make some changes there if you want but I wouldn't make any changes. I like what you have. I might've tweaked this a little bit when I did it. Maybe I would have tweaked that a little bit if I did it, but I actually like it. I think it, the job of the money, it was met appropriately with the products that you have, but I'm worried I'm not going to make a lot of money, Arif. Well, that's not the job of the money, right? The, the job of the money is not to make a lot of money. The job of the money is to be there, to be predictable because you have predictable expenses in your life. This is what I don't understand. Imagine for a minute, because my perspective is as a husband, a husband and a father, and I have three children. And my wife was a stay-at-home mom, uh, managed our company, some of the books, of course, but also at the same time homeschooling three of our kids. And we had a house payment, like most Americans. We also had a car payment, I think, at that time as well. And we had expenses, electric bill and whatever was happening. Imagine for a minute, I know what that budget was each month. Let's just say that budget each month was $7,000. And I was at work and I said, good news, honey, this month we're going to make $8,000. She's like, great. Oh, next month we made $4,000. Oh, next month we made $2,000. Next month we made $19,000. Could you live with predictable expenses when you have unpredictable income? No. Oh, I mean, you could, but you'd have an ulcer probably. You could, but it, you better hope that it's temporary. You could, but, but look, peace of mind and sleepless nights might be, you know, present or lack thereof. You could be somebody who walks through life and says, let's close our, uh, our, our eyes and cross our fingers. People do it. The profession that I see this a lot in, in my work is real estate agents because you just don't know. Is something going to close? Is something not going to close? Is it a good number? Is it a bad number? Is it high? Is it low? So what often I see in the real estate profession, when a real estate agent is there, is the other side of the equation. The spouse has a predictable income with health insurance being paid, with the idea of having uh, a salary or, or an hourly wage that's predictable, so that they can build their family's finances where one side... It's covering your food, shelter, clothing, and the basic expenses. The other side, wow, that could be a home run or a strikeout, but it doesn't mean we're homeless next month. You see, your retirement is the same way. You have Social Security, hopefully, a pension, hopefully, and the retirement accounts with us. We are that predictable side. You want to swing for the fence over there, and maybe you hit home, go for it. Maybe you get a free trip to Fiji. Wonderful, go do that. My argument is, when all of your retirement assets are in things that go up and down in value, I think we have a big problem. And I think that big problem is somebody else is getting rich on your money and off of your peace of mind. They just took it from you. And if we're here to help, if we, uh, if we can help, rather, we're here to help you. You can give us a call at triple eight ninety nine retire That's 888 Stay tuned at the top of the hour. Special guest, Mary Winters, when we come back. Caregiver extraordinaire. She's going to make sure you and your family are cared for. We have her live on the uh, Total Financial Show. Amy at 70, The Answer. I'm Eric Halliby, 888 retire Stay with me after the break.
0: Make sure money works for you. Learn about financial power. financial hour financial security will help you live the life you dream learn about financial power the total financial hour now higher income strategy learn from Arab Halabi learn about financial power the total financial
2: Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Eric Hallaby. Give you our phone numbers triple eight ninety nine retired. Retire. That's our number at the office. I think you need to pay attention on a couple of things, folks, as we go through your uh, financial life. Look, a lot of us, we're blessed, if we are, to, to have our parents still here. And uh, a lot of it really falls down the road of making sure that your family and your family that uh, finances and people that care for you, that things are in the same. What's the right word I guess in the same direction and so what really matters to me is to make sure that your loved one has the dignity and respect and I have seen stories and been involved with stories where people that supposed to care about you take care of you end up stealing your money doing things that they shouldn't be doing so I asked Mary Winters to join me Mary is uh, an expert an expert in as a certified gerontologist Seniors and, and the care that happens to seniors uh, sometimes in their final days, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. So uh, let's welcome Mary winners Mary, welcome to the show.
3: Oh, thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me on.
2: You're welcome. Listen, a big part of what we do is making sure that you are about two big things in life, folks. It's that you provide for your family, important. When you're a man of integrity, a woman of integrity, you're caring for your family in a lot of different ways and that your family cares for you in that time when that table when those tables are turned care management is important it's, what does that mean
3: yeah care management is a way to plan and supervise and support and provide appropriate resources for your your loved one so just like you wouldn't put a plan together or uh, you put a plan together you wouldn't expect somebody to retire successfully without a plan sure we want to see you age successfully with a
2: plan too. so what age does this begin when when do we start wanting a plan like this in place
3: that's a great question and things change over time Uh, I think you want to know say middle age how do you want to retire it doesn't mean just retiring and traveling around the world do you want to live in your home for the
2: rest of your life or do you want to move into a community of some kind well I think most people if they can, they want to stay in their home. But before that, what I have seen, it's not just staying in your home. It's staying in your home close to your family. Sure. So we are seeing people at 2,000 plus or minus per day leave the state of California. And that means a lot of them are leaving their their aging parents behind. Now, maybe they're sure. 71, two, three, so that they're leaving behind. So they're not leaving behind folks that need immediate care. But now, uh, and I want to get to this in a minute, but sometimes caring from distances. We have listeners on, to our show, and, and I think the last count was about eight different states. Sure. All across the country, and I think four countries was the last I looked. of one in Asia, Canada, Norway. A lot, of, a lot of y'all listen. I appreciate it. But we have long-distance care as well.
3: Yeah, so we get to be booths on the ground for people who are local. And we work with families all over the country, all over the world. We've had people in Bahrain. uh, We've had people in France, in England, in Germany, all over, and all over the United States as well. And we have families who are here locally, but they have complex situations with their loved one, or they just really value the expertise and the support of having a care manager who can get them through those issues of what is the right resource.
2: So I have a care manager. Uh, it, it's still a little bit foggy for me. And I think this is important because even in our pre-interview, I wanted to let some of it develop here on the show. I'm sitting there. My parents are are stumbling a little bit around the house, but they seem to be okay. They've fallen once or twice. Memory's just starting to be an issue. Is it a, is it like a huge event? Like a? Uh, we all sit down in one big Family meeting intervention, and we say, "Hey, kids, mom and dad need help."
3: I like to call it. Let's work through com- with commercials. So you're starting to see a, a concern, and maybe you just say, "You know, I, I'm just a little worried, mom. Is there something that you think I can do to help you with uh, your balance?" Um, or I'm seeing that your driving is you're driving less, or I see the car is banged up. Is there something I should be worried about? Uh, and they're
2: going to always tell you no. Of course. I mean, even in my of office, course. the lady will come in. Often it's her because men seem to pass. Although I'm seeing a, a bit of a trend shift on that, but still women are passing or living longer. And I see her trying to say, okay, Eric, please don't tell my daughter that I just gave some guy in Nigeria 5000 bucks." You true. know, I promise. I know it's a scam. I won't do it again.
3: Uh, well, those are interesting things that go on with the brain that are... are can sometimes be very separate, where you understand what you're doing, but you keep doing it, or you don't understand at all because you're being completely, completely manipulated. So there are a few different things that can go on in our brains in reaction to those types of situations, which are awful. And I have somebody right now who's giving away like $6,000 a day to some Nigerian friend Uh, and she's right in the gray zone as far as being able to help her. And family have to take the steps recommended to be able to take action to make a change as well. So going back to Hmm. what do I do when my mom doesn't want uh, or, or my client doesn't want me to tell their daughter that I'm doing these particular things or that I had a fall in the house? So think about, like, your responsibility as a fiduciary. Think about what an attorney is supposed to do in a client um, attorney relationship. My relationship with the adult, the senior adult, is they are my primary focus and what I need to do the best for. And so I have a secondary client oftentimes, which is the adult child. And so when I sit down with that senior, I have to look at their best interest.
2: So here I am as a senior, uh, sometimes there's self-awareness and self-actualization uh, of the actual situation, I guess, right. That, that, right? We say it, almost sound like Jesse Jackson there for a minute, where, where we say <laughs> actualization of the situation, um, but we really sit down and we go over and say, it's time to, to get a little bit of help. Yeah. I, I'm not always clear, we refer it to the attorneys all the time, maybe you have an opinion on this, when does the adult children... Get, w- when do they have rights to say my inheritance is being slipped away? I always say you don't have an inheritance until the day no, they pass away. True. So it's not your money. You it's have true. no decision making on Absolutely. based on the inheritance. Now you can have a decision making process because you care about your parents' well being. Correct. But are you seeing this adult child get in and say, "But they're spending my money"?
3: Oh, sure. And, but that's kind of a separate issue of a concerned <laughs> adult child. So. Let's go back to how do I approach the parent. You know, I have a friend who is a specialist in this, and why don't we just talk to her? Why don't you talk with her and see if you feel comfortable about coming up with some ideas that would empower you to be able to stay in your home? Because, Mom, that's what you want to do, right? Junior,
2: I'm okay. I I don't need anything. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine.
3: I know, but I am worried. And sometimes what happens is we plan a date for myself or one of my staff to come over. Um, and we're we're sometimes not well-received, but we always get in the door and we're able to have those conversations. Yeah. You waltz away, then we have a nice little solid conversation about what they like about themselves, what their history is, about and as they're talking, I'm getting a little indicator of, okay, we've got maybe a little complication here, I'm seeing the house. Um, A lot of clutter, maybe. I'm seeing that um, mom looks a little unkempt, doesn't look like she's changed or showered. Um, So I'm starting to kind of calculate things in my head as far as, okay, this is something that needs approaching. But before I've even gone into the house, I ask you, what is your biggest concern about your parent?
2: And then you see if they're matched up with what your observations are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's difficult uh, I've had a situation, I think I shared it not too li- too long ago on the air, where a mom was there and the son had come with the mom. He was super over-the-top friendly. Mm. You know, and my police, as some of you know, I'm nearly 11 years as a police officer, my, your police spidey senses. Oh, yeah. I always say five years on the police department will give you, one, a lifetime of stories, mm. and two, will disappoint you in humanity more than you'll ever have <laughs> have uh, any other opportunity because you realize that people generally are bad. I, I don't think people are good and then they do bad. I used to. I, I actually think people by nature are bad selfish creatures and it takes work to not be that way. We can disagree on that if you'd like but it, but my, my point is I, I approach things Especially when a, man, a young man comes in in his 50s. A guy should have his own success sure. and be on his way to, to his own wealth accumulation. And he's trying to get me to get, tell mom to give him $50,000. Why would he? Yeah. That's I mean, just <laughs> oh, the oh most my
3: bizarre conversation to have anyway.
2: Says, well, Eric, you know, because I'm going to care for her when she's older and I might as well get some of my inheritance now. So I look at her and she's kind of sheepishly with her shoulders hunched over. And I said, well, uh, I don't think that's going to work because we need to make sure she has enough money to to give her the, that income stream. So it's not a recommendation that I'm going to make, uh, but she can do whatever she, she likes. And then he starts you know, talking to her a little bit, of raising a voice. Suddenly, I'm not even there physically, right? I'm just like, what the heck's happening? Right. Mom, if you don't understand, if you don't give yeah, me 50, 50- and then he stands up and he pushes the chair, throws a chair into the conference table. If you don't give me money, pointing and yelling at her, my staff thought something was going on in the conference room because they could hear.
3: Which it was.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was, uh, you know, immediately as a black belt in martial arts and a police officer, you immediately reassess, you know, assessing exactly. the situation. Where's how Where's the I, exit? Well, how do I take him out mm-hmm. in a loving way? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> loving and, in a loving Not way. Not to <laughs> say your client. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so he, he leaves. You know, I'm never going to take care of you ever if you don't give me 50000 right now. I thought, wow, this is stuff that happens every day. I happen to be at, at a moment in time present. But folks, you know if you have a son of a gun like that. Now, Mary, let's say somebody's listening. They have a son or a daughter that is, or a daughter-in-law, son-in-law. I have one I'm dealing with right now that's a son-in-law. And, you know, she, the, the mom trusts the daughter and the daughter is sleeping with their husband. What do you? Right. There's, there's a loyalty a there. You're kind of yeah. stuck. Yeah. And so here we are trying to navigate that where, where this guy thinks he's supposed to take her money and manage it. How, how do you cross that line when there's a lifelong relationship with a son or a daughter and yet you're the brand new person walking in the room?
3: Well, it's just like your spidey sense and your cop sense came in. It's my mama bear sense. And it's like that didn't set well with you, right? That's not going to set well with me either. And I don't know if this particular person lives with his mother or not, which complicates things. I see these adult children who have not launched living in the house frequently. And mom and dad will let them run over them in the bus and run back over and again and again and again. But he's a good boy. Right. He's a good boy. Really? So it depends sometimes on the cognitive functioning of the individual and what kind of strength that they may need around them. Oftentimes we see a couple, and maybe dad can kind of hold that son at bay, and then as soon as dad passes away, that kind of strength or that structure, that wall that was in place to keep son a little further from mom, uh, manipulating her, is gone, and she needs that fence again.
2: So if if there's a couple, husband and wife, and one of them, is most likely closer to to passing than the other, physically or health-wise or just age, it would make sense to bring somebody like you in to get a foundation early on so that when one passes away, you can kind of step in as that protected barrier. We
3: can. The other thing, we are working more with people that are 65, 75 without any real serious physical ailments Oftentimes they don't have any family members to make a decision for them, uh, but they have friends. And they want their friend to be as empowered as possible, so they will use someone like ourselves um, in geriatric care management to just establish a relationship with their decision maker. They have private fiduciaries that they can go to and be named in their estate plan to support them. We also back fiduciaries in second opinions or in supporting very specific resources for a special disease process or whatever it is that they might need. So yes, we can create some of those plans, know what their medications are, know what their, who their primary physicians are, know um, what types of things we need to just organize and be aware of so that we're familiar with who they are. Their likes, their dislikes, Uh, Maybe they have a diagnosis of something, but it's a slow progressing thing, but we want to be prepared for something like that. So
2: how are you guys different than the caregiver, lady, gentlemen that that come in and help prepare meals and clean up and all that?
3: They are so imperative in helping with the daily progress of someone's care, showering someone, um, interacting with them. Providing meals for them, updating the families. They're really essential if, if needed, if somebody needs that extra support. So, do you
2: guide and direct that person? We are will. they reporting back to you? Are they giving you updates?
3: It, it depends. So, they are usually with, well, we like to use people with an agency oftentimes. Sure. And people think it's cheaper to, to, yeah. to hire somebody privately oftentimes, but that's not always the case. Regardless, we will work with the agency, with the individual, or both. Um, to make sure that we have better interactions. Sometimes we have very task-oriented people. It's like we got to get our breakfast, we got to do this, and we got to get just yes, But where's the emotion? Where's the heart? Where's the love? Where's the joy? How do I turn my day into something that is more enjoyable? And so we will work with caregivers that way. Or maybe they're not informing us about how their mood changes late in the day, and they're shouldering the burden of those changes, and we could help them. Maybe there is something we could be doing in their day, especially now that we're opening up from COVID, that would enhance their day out in the community or with others. Maybe they don't need to have 24-hour care, and we can assess that and potentially reduce some of the costs,
2: too. So are you coming in at that assessment, that initial assessment, and then from there you say, okay, it looks like we need to check in once a week. We do that for six months, and then you say, "Okay, now it looks like we're pretty good. We can just check in once a month." So the, it's a fluid plan that you put together, almost as if you are. I think if I'm looking at a at a structure, almost like a flow chart, you're kind of between the the senior, the elder person, and some of its caregivers, or are you adjacent to them? If I'm thinking about it properly. So like are you whispering in their ear as an advisor or are you acting as a as a lineman trying to keep him from coming through?
3: Well, sometimes all of the above, but we are we are really an advisor. And what we look at when we put a plan together, in general, when a care manager puts a plan together, we're looking at levels of functioning, what are their diseases, what are the medications they're taking, um, what's their history, um, who are they on a social level, what's their family dynamic like, who's involved in their care and support, where do those family members live, what are their concerns about the issues, do they live alone, do they have somebody else with them, do they have a tenant in the backyard... Um, so we 're looking at that big picture picture, but something that 's unique to what we do is we look at what are your wishes how do we keep you safe in the environment you want to live in and how do you how can you afford that how what is your budget to be able to do that And when we marry those three, then we know that we can put a long-term plan together that will be fluid. It will be fluid.
2: So I see this. I I have three siblings, three sisters, and I see this with my parents that are amazing, still functioning people, no concerns uh, really there. I mean, everybody gets a little older and and has some issues. But, uh, you know, sometimes the three, four of us, right, Mm -hmm. there's going to be one or two or three opinions when there's four people. Sometimes there's four opinions about what the right way is to do something. And, and how do we know if this is the right way, or we should do this, or we should do that? Uh,
3: well, that's why you bring an expert in. That's why people hire you, too. You bring an expert in because you don't know what you don't know. So if, if you're not really sure how to manage something in the law with a case, or if you don't know how to uh, who the best plumber is for your home... I mean, why would you guess? So sure. we get people through processes that they're spending days and months and, and hours and hours on the Internet searching for. And oftentimes we think we have the answer for
2: you. Nice. Well, because you have experience, you, have, you don't have a, a history which is sometimes true. good, an emotional history, yeah, right? No, I in it's the true. fifth grade. Like you don't my,
3: represent yourself in court, and you don't do right. surgery on your own kid. <laughs> that's
2: right. <laughs> I love when people come in and they try to say, "Oh, you know, I handle my own finances." Like, "Oh, you do your own dental work too, huh?" And they go, uh, "No." I go, "Ha!" So there's something. There's a line somewhere. So what?
3: But I floss really I, well. I, I,
2: I go, "I get it. You can, you know, write a check. You can run your debit card. You can handle some of your finances." Uh, so we are seeing. Uh, because people are living longer, better vegetables, fruits, mm-hmm. we're not eating, uh, you, you know, meats and, and heavy stuff all day long with the whiskey and two cigars before bedtime. Sorry, Dennis. Uh, you know, <laughs> people are not, they seem to be living longer, right? Cigarette smoking is down. Well, think uh,
3: about how different... Um, uh, healthcare has changed, too. We yes. have so many different medications it 's not been that long that we 've even had antibiotics that 's right and so think about it 's not even that long that we 've had medications for cholesterol and for blood pressure. so when you think about some of those things, and those were some of the Top reasons that people would pass away was from heart attack. They still are very high. I think yeah. it still is one of the highest reasons. Well, chronic but...
2: illness itself has become a serious problem mm-hmm. for the healthcare industry mm-hmm. because it used to be you would have a heart attack and die. Now you get three stents and right. two more open heart surgeries and some cholesterol, and and you're on your own for you know again. Right, and then so, you
3: could cut the you you cut the check engine light off and you continue eating and doing those things right. and continue increasing your medications. But is your life better? Yeah. But if you are eating better and you're changing your lifestyle and doing things even on a micro level. That's right. It it improves what you're doing some little minor changes to increase over time then maybe you don't need some medications that you've been taking. So
2: you're seeing and where I'm going with this is is the Alzheimer's and dementia is happening at record numbers because people are living longer. That's the mm-hmm. next the last phase. We're hopeful that sooner or later we'll have medications or treatment or uh, reason to be able to stop Alzheimer's and uh, maybe even Parkinson's in its track. But what's the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's? How do you tell the difference? Hmm. When do we get in there?
3: Good question. So just like we have many types of cancer, very specific types of cancer, dementia is a blanket term for all things memory loss. So Alzheimer's is a dementia. Um, Lewy body is a dementia. Vascular dementia is a dementia. So there are many, many types of dementias, but Alzheimer's is a specific type of uh, dementia. Well, besides
2: Alzheimer's, which seems to be one of the more commonly known, is is it a one-way street or is there ability to make U-turns and... and and undo some of those other dimension symptoms that there's, we get.
3: There's a lot of research on that, and the brain is very um, expandable. It's resilient. Um, I it's very too. resilient. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes, damage that's done is damage that cannot be repaired, or it, you know, we're not in places to be able to do that. But it can be stopped. Uh, We can stop it with nutrition. We can stop it with the right types of exercise. We can stop it with – actually, connections are probably one of the most important things. Like human connections? Yes. Wow. They know now that Hmm. if you are not connected with other human beings, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes. And I'm not getting the exact numbers down. But it is less healthy to be unsocial and isolated than it is to – Wow not move, to not to smoke, to eat poorly.
2: And that's because we're social creatures. And I understand designed that... designed to be social creatures. Yeah. And, and you guys have seen your firm uh, about senior solutions is very important because what I'm thinking is your particular firm has many employees, many uh, contractors, independent contractors, experts, people that you recommend. What's the education of somebody who comes in and says, I'm going to be a case manager? I, I'm the... I'm the conductor of care management. Sure.
3: So case management is something you often see in hospital settings, and those are usually nurses. And um, care management is a little bit different. You actually don't have to be licensed, so anybody can hang their shingle. Oh, wow. Which can be a little bit scary sometimes. Um, My dad did this, and so I decided I'm going to be a care manager. Well, that's pretty good. Um, So we've done this. Oh, at least 2,000 times walking through issues with wow. families. And I've had my own agency for 16 years. I have a master's degree in gerontology, and my care managers all have master's in uh, social work, gerontology, health um, health sciences. and Or we have some RNs who are with us, very bright. I have a really great nurse who's with me. Um, interesting, her mom with her dementia... Uh, so much pain and on tons of pain medication, not making it better. Um, She was recommended early on um, several years ago, maybe eight years ago, uh, from a doctor to try CBD for her mom. Oh, yeah. She thought, what a quack. And she never did drugs in, in school. Yeah. And she thought, but my mom's not getting better. So what do I do? So she is now... A leading expert in the use of cannabis wow. and supporting individuals with dementia anxiety depression we've had such great results with her assessments and then progression of different products for people to use it's been really amazing well at at
2: that rate, my entire uh, well probably half of my senior high school classes. Never gonna get them, ain't you? Right underneath the bleachers in the base in the football field. Oh yeah, that was the. What was it wasn't about that? It wasn't oh, it's, different. That. it's it, different. It's different. It's, it's <laughs> a little bit different.
3: Um, it, it is very interesting, and even some of our clients who've had a history of alcoholism and they are still drinking. Yeah, it's actually reducing their their angst to have more alcohol.
2: One of the most convincing uh, videos I've ever seen. Arguments I've ever seen. For cannabis, I guess just straight marijuana use in Parkinson's is a YouTube video. You've got to see this, guys. Take a look at this man. There's a time clock, and you can see how quickly he goes back to normal when his, his massive tremors. Uh, my my concern uh, slightly is the socialization of marijuana. You can't go in any neighborhood and, at night and walk around and not smell weed. We Walking our dog, even in a middle-class neighborhood, you're going to smell. So, so I, I have a push and pull on it but well, to see cannabis and cbd which is cbd which is not the traditional marijuana correct it's the you know pieces and parts of it that that they break down but okay i want to give you the phone number guys i want to hear from you give me a call at 866 this is to talk right now live with mary winners if you have a concern or a question about you or maybe a senior adult in your life 866 870 5752 i'd like to get a couple of you in 866 870 5752, that's 870-KRLA, all right, 866-870-5752. Mary, one of the things that I, I'm looking at on a regular basis uh, from my point of view is how to protect our clients. Boy, do I, you know, listen, I w- some of you know, right, a lifeguard, security guard, police officer, and then I became a financial guy. Surprise, I stand in front of- You protect people. Yeah, that's <laughs> just part of- it's, You protect
3: it's, their money, you protect people. I,
2: I was probably- 50 years old, 40, 48, 49, when somebody actually mentioned, do you see a pattern there? I said, no. They go, you didn't see what you used to do? I mean, this is just a five years, six years ago. So it's a completely different uh, mindset. But
3: It's a life of service, though. It is, and I, I see
2: that. that. I want to hear a story from you if, if there's a time when you know where there are, are people, specifically usually kids, but sometimes caregivers mm-hmm. that are in the home taking advantage of our seniors Let's see if we can get a couple of those out there, maybe stop it from happening. Stay with me, folks, on the Total Financial Show. I'm Arif Halaby, interviewing Mary Winters, certified gerontologist. She's the CEO about senior solutions. Stay with me. Arif Halaby, the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Thanks
0: to Halaby. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arif makes your money work for you about financial power the total financial power learn about financial power the total financial power financial security will help you live the life you dream learn about financial power the total financial Strategy, learn from Arab
2: hey, welcome back. Learn Thanks for being part of the show. All right. I want to you to give us a call. Life. Important to hear from you, especially if you have a story or something that I can share with others, because this matters. Your experiences are not just yours. You're not alone out there, right? Sometimes the answers to stop the fraud, the scams, the, take, the, the abuse of seniors right? So that's what the total financial hour hour is all about. Sometimes it's abuse from you that you don't even know from your brokers, from wall street, from, from other financial professionals. Sometimes it's caregivers. You've heard me share stories about family members trying to take advantage of you and others. So, uh, listen, I I like that as part of your overall uh, plan to protect yourself and your wealth, have it go where you want. I've had people sit in my office and say, listen, uh, can you please talk to my parents? I go, oh, why? What's going on? They said, well, they, they want to leave money. They want to leave half of their money. You wouldn't believe it. Half of their money to the church. I, I go, okay, I'm waiting for the problem. Where's the problem? Well, you know, it's me and my sister and we should be, I go, oh, no, 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 it's not your money. It's, it's not yours. It's like you're saying, hey, Eric, can you believe uh, this? That guy across the street, he drove his car to the store and he didn't ask. Yeah, it's his car. It's not yours. So I worry about the abuse that's uh, being being done to our seniors. All right, here's my phone number, 866-870-5752. That's the in-studio hotline right now, 866 uh, 870 5752, that's eight seven zero five right, Mary Winters, certified gerontologist, CEO, masters in uh, gerontology, about Senior Solutions. Grab your pen. I want to give you her phone number. I know I'm giving you a couple, but this is important. It's triple eight seven three six fifty eight sixty four. 5864 That's Mary Winters. It's about Senior Solutions. I'll give that to you again. In fact, send me an email and I'll give it to you directly. It's triple eight seven three six fifty eight sixty four. 5864 Okay, Mary, one of the things that uh, we are getting over and over again when people come into my uh, office is the wife or sometimes the daughter that doesn't have children and she's now coming in and caring for their loved one. Right. So in other words, sometimes I get the wife is, in fact, I'm dealing with this now. The father and mother have now moved in with the daughter and her husband because they expanded the house. They added. Okay. That's wonderful. I love it that they're protective, but my concern is not for any kind of nefarious activity because I don't see any of that, but I worry about some of their well-being. And so the daughter is working, the mom is working 24-7 to care Mm -hmm. for the dad. Mm -hmm. Do you come in and take a look and say, guys, I want you to take two days off or I want you to go away once a week and be with your family?
3: Sure. So it really just depends on, on what the situation is. And once we come in, we, we, we do, we look at what is the biggest concern. And caregiving is so difficult. It's, I've, I've been a caregiver. My goodness it is. I have, um, I have watched and observed lots of professional and family caregivers. It's hard work. It's really hard work. So again, what are the wishes of the family or the individual who needs the care or the support? What is going to keep them safe? And what do they have in their financial tool belt as a budget to be able to support what their wishes and their safety
2: so I'm dealing are. with this right now one mm-hmm. of my relatives mm-hmm. uh, his wife had a very short time to live and the doctor said to, to him privately after everybody left the room said if you put her in a facility she'll be gone in two months but if you can take her home and care give for her there she can get better and he goes what do you mean he, he said she can get better so we got a hospital bed for him They have four daughters and a son. We hired some caregivers to come in every once in a while because they couldn't afford massive amounts, but we were able to manage that. And so the daughters took took turns caring. They all had lives, so they had jobs and other families, marriages and kids and stuff. 14 months, she's still there. She hadn't spoken for 14 months. Last weekend, she calls and gets my dad on the phone. Oh, my God. And my dad just cries like a baby. So they come over to the house last week and they said, uh, you wouldn't believe what just happened with your aunt. And sure enough, she's getting much better. So it's not just living. It's the quality of life. So that makes a difference, right? I want It does make
3: a difference. So we would have gone in and created that teamwork around uh, the family member and looked at what types of. Um, human resources within the family are available. What does she need? And what resources could we use outside of, of the family? Uh, is Medicare uh, a source with home health or hospice with extra support? Yes. Um, do Could we use some additional uh, resources or services to come in? Are there community services? Is she able to actually it sounds like in her situation, not be able to walk, but no. can we transport? Okay. So, we but she was able to get up
2: and she was able to get up and move a little bit with a lot of help. Uh-huh. And, and guys, I think it makes all the difference in the world when you have the love of, in this case, her daughters, you know, moving her legs and right. you, part situation. of it is you, you got to think about transitioning from being the child and mommy, I have a question, mommy, can I just get a hug? Had a bad day. Right.
3: You're a caregiver now. You're parenting your parent. Yes. So and it's, it's very different. And, it is and weird. That, that dependency that you might have on on your parent is different too. Um, really just putting a holistic plan for the individual. What but you get involved with heavy. that even Absolutely. if it's even
2: if it's four or five. Even if it's
3: minimal, even if it's just a. even if it's just one time. It one doesn't visit. even have to be us coming back. You use us as much or as little as you can use us or you want to use us. Nice. So that is where we make the difference I
2: love it folks we have two calls on hold Uh, Jeff if you can send me one of the calls I got them now okay listen this is great hey guys this is important because I want you to be able to have this answer to you for you and your family because most of you don't realize that it's going to affect all of us I mean God willing it just means your parents live longer but I want quality of life as well we have Mary from uh, sorry Marie Marie from Monrovia okay Uh, Marie you there
1: Yes, I am. Hi, Marie. You're on <laughs> the air with
2: Arif Hallaby and Mary Winters. How are you?
1: Hi. I'm good. I have a question for Mary, please.
2: Yes, please. Go ahead.
1: Mary, Mary uh, first of all, thank you. This is so informative. Mary, I have a, a friend whose daughter is um, taking care of the grandparents, and this okay. is a young woman. And she was telling me that a daughter was telling her that she feels so guilty sometimes uh going out, do errands, go hang out with friends, go away for the weekend, and then she told her, Mom, Mom, I wish I had two set of eyes, because I wouldn't feel so guilty leaving them when I Mm -hmm. do have to go out. And about five years ago, I want to say, uh, some neighbors, um, nieces, were taking care of this elderly aunt. They were in San Diego, she's here in the LA area, and there was a monitor that these women had that they could see kind of like a baby monitor, and they could see the aunt go about her business in her house. And the the nieces were looking at her on their computer in San Diego. So what is that called? Uh, wh- how can someone get something like that installed in their home? Do you, do you know how I can... T- have my friend get the resources necessary for something like that for her daughter so she can have a little bit more freedom
2: marie that's a great question i love that because now we're using technology thank you for your call Technology, Mary, has probably changed your industry quite a bit. Constantly. What It's are you seeing? so
3: important because we're seeing such a huge caregiver shortage, too. Mm. And uh, and it's so expensive for care. But if we can use things like technology, and in that particular situation um, from our, our listener in Monrovia, um, Maria, if... if uh, we can use technology to support the situation It's wonderful. So I think the seniors should know that there's either a camera or some kind of um, censoring device right. in their home. And uh, the caregivers, if they are caregivers in there, they should also know that too. Of course. But all that said... It can be so helpful because we can we can create patterns and understand what's happening. There are actually some fabulous products where we, they have 3D cameras. Yes. And so we we know with a sensor that they went into the kitchen, but they haven't come out of the kitchen or the bathroom. Oh, nice. And even, it, it can even tell us this is over uh, an establishing period of time, like, say, two weeks. It'll tell us, you know, when they wake up in the morning, their morning ritual in the bathroom is half an hour. yeah. And all of a sudden, it's 45 minutes and they're not coming out and they're not coming out. We suspect that there's a fall and then there are some services that would alert you.
2: We actually had, uh, Mary, you wouldn't believe this, a client who had fallen. And uh, thank goodness for neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't see neighbors much these days, especially in Los Angeles. There's this uh, isolation that, that a lot of people do. But thank goodness she had neighbors that came and checked on her and she had fallen. She was, She was down for a day and a half. Wow, was terrible. It was horrible. There are
3: also some really wonderful things like Philips Lifeline. There are all kinds of different products like that. I highly, highly, highly recommend if you're going to get something like that, it needs to have fall detection because people have strokes or pass out. Yes. In a particular situation with my mother-in-law, she had a stroke and fell between two pieces of furniture, and she did not have the fall detection in there. Fortunately... Uh, my sister-in-law went to the house shortly after she had planned to be there, and she's so close to my mother-in-law, but she sat there for probably late there a, a few hours wow. prior.
2: So this is great. So mom and dad, if you're listening, so those devices that we got you that are amazing, that we prepaid for, yeah, they were wonderful on the desk, but you have to wear them. You it. have to wear <laughs> <them>. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying, mom. Did you want it, you know... Uh, Dipped in gold and put around your neck in a necklace? I'll do that.
3: They have some prettier uh, ones. Oh. In fact, Apple has some nice ones, oh my gosh. too, with some detachments. I'll get my mom yeah, a summer full-time,
2: summer. my dad, whatever, but they, they have to wear it. All right. Uh, uh, Marie, thank you for calling. Uh, we have another question from Liz in Los Angeles. Liz, are you there? You have a question for Mary Winners, certified gerontologist. Hi. Um,
4: hi. Hi, Liz. I had to tar- take care of my parents and, and no help. Um I'm not sure sure what your program is doing today.
2: So tell me about um, your I've been tell me about a long
4: listening person to yes. your program and I Thank love you. your right uh, financial ideas.
2: Thank you.
4: I, I you know, I, I think it's a great idea to have, you know, look after how you look after your seniors and this and that. Mm-hmm. But I think you should be a separate program. Um I have to look after both of my parents. Yes, I had no help. It's hard. Um, I lost a lot of income. I Aww. had no help. So, and, uh, what do
2: we do, Mary? So I'm
4: beyond that now. Good. So I'm beyond that, and I'm now I'm like the su- surviving daughter because I was the you know one that you know the family ditched all the problems on me on. Um, and I have financial issues. I'd wish you'd get back
2: to that, please. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, Liz, we just might do that. Uh, Mary is uh, uh, going to have a special announcement here coming up in the next uh, week or so on our show, and it just might be, just might be, her own show here on AM Eight Seventy. The answer, because of people like you, listen, uh, uh, that really want this kind of information. That matters. That matters a lot, Liz. And I appreciate. It. Look, what do we do, Mary, when we have somebody? in Liz's situation where you just don't have help. And uh, I want to give the sunny side of it. It may not be huge, but the sunny side of it uh, for you guys, which is if you're the one that, that is dumped on sometimes, even if there's lots of family, it's one of it is because you have a trustworthy soul. You're somebody who completes the task and people enjoy that. Now, of course, there's, there's some laziness on their part. There's some inability to see the real problems. I understand that. But in your particular case, Liz, it, it means people trusted you. Others respected your opinions and your judgments, but still exhausting, isn't it's, it, Mary?
3: It's hard work, and she's absolutely right. The income that is lost, and it's pri- well, it's actually pretty even now with men and women being the primary caregiver for their family members, but still leans towards women, huge loss of income. A couple things, when we would go in to assess the situation, we would look at uh Was your parent a veteran? There are programs that actually provide some support and service for that. There are day programs where you can uh, take your parent to those day programs so that you can get relief. There are programs where you can, depending on whether you qualify, uh, because it is based on income for lower income, but you may be able to get the help from in-home support services to pay for that support and care for your parent. So there are some support tools Do you guys
2: refer that? Do you come in with a list of you might qualify for this veterans assistance organization, or you might qualify for this? Yeah, yeah, uh,
3: absolutely. That's part of the assessment. So when we talked about our social background, that's part of asking some of those questions so that we know whether potentially we don't know right off the bat if you would qualify, but we we would definitely investigate that, and and then we just take those things as as steps. And I create kind of homework for each of us. Yeah. In in particular. If you're a veteran, we need to know that you met certain criteria to qualify for the program. So
2: one of the things that we recommend, folks, is something called the CalVet system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also done through the Aid and Attendance Program. Yes. And I love it. And if you're eligible for that, uh, if if you served in the military, I give it to you in a nutshell, but I think it's important to know that at least it exists. If you served in the military during a, a period of conflict, a war or, or an action, uh, military action,
3: and you had to serve abroad.
2: Yep, you had to... Well... Just one day. Yep, one day. All, all you had to do is serve one day during that time of action, 90 days in the military, honorable discharge. Mm-hmm. With those things present, you might be eligible and your spouse. This is the good, t- yes. t- good news. As long as you didn't divorce, right? If they passed away and you're a widow or a widower, you also qualify. There's some financial requirements and some some numbers there that have to be met but i just want you to go wow that just might be something to trigger a question because the fraud and scams that we are seeing on an all day basis for seniors it isn't just happening from that nigerian prince who's trying to get some some extra money or or, or somebody from india who just needs a help you know <laughs> needs a helping hand those are all scams and frauds but it's, sometimes it's the loved one in your family sometimes it's the person that said Mom, Dad, I'm here for you.
3: I'm really here for you, and I'm going to take yes. everything I can.
2: <laughs> I'm going to take it all.
3: Yeah, and usually, so. you know what happens is it's usually a sibling or um, like the, the sibling of the older adult who says, this kid's always been rotten, and I know he's taking from my, my yes. sister or my brother, and we have to do something about it. So, and the
2: other ones that will call you in?
3: Yes, yeah, so somebody has to identify the situation and unless the senior's capable of doing something there on their own. Years ago, I had a client who uh she she had a partner who needed care, reached out to some her church. A woman came to help at the church and immediately moved her partner into placement. Mm-hmm. She passed away uh the the church woman helper, caregiver, yes immediately took her to change her will and blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And this woman still had it together enough to say, I don't want this lady to be in charge. I didn't like the way she took care of my partner. Wow. And I, I'm getting really concerned about what she's doing with me. I want to be conserved, have me conserved. Yeah. So that same person who she was communicating with to change her estate plan, she said, please help me. I will be. I will go under a conservatorship
2: somebody else yeah care so for, that, wow so that's... that
3: I can get this lady out from under me so it that's... turned into a whole other wow. ball of wax in regards to this woman said well hey wait a minute I've been living with you and taking care of you and you owe me a lot of money as a caregiver such a scammer and because there is a god She died before the court case. (laughs) (laughs) And the senior lived well beyond. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh,
2: Look, I see it pretty regularly, and and it's not necessarily for this show, but we see it with caregivers. They sometimes manipulate their way through churches, sometimes Mm -hmm. organizations.
3: Serial abusers. Oh, completely.
2: And they accumulate properties and real estate, Mm -hmm. and they accumulate assets, one of the, the biggest concerns I've always had is the th- there's kind of a point of no return, mentally speaking, where a senior is walking through this parts of life and they think they have it all together, and, and they're in that window, that fog, where they don't want anybody to know they crashed the car. They don't want anybody to know they fell, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they've they got bruises on their arms and they wear long sleeve she- shirts instead mm-hmm. of uh, showing them, you know, because wh- how'd you get that, mom? Right. Right. The old abuse of... Woman, right? Domestic, yeah. yeah. Well, now they're pushing and pushing and pushing. So, what leads up to the time where you might say, "Well, we got to start taking some actions." They don't want to lose their driving privileges. They don't want to be left alone. They don't want to have their money taken away or their choices taken away. So they wait, wait, wait until that point of no return. Right. And now we have no choice. Is there anything you can do along that way, maybe to reach those folks early enough?
3: we try to empower them with options and choices but sometimes that is not a likeable option for the senior so sometimes they they are well they are allowed to make poor decisions it's just a matter of how much of a, a safety issue they're creating for others too uh so you can go to a doctor and have their license removed Um, I can actually reach out. It cannot be anonymous. I have to, I can reach out. An adult child can reach out with the same form and go to the DMV and say, I have observed my mother backing into this and her car is completely dented all the way around all four corners. Yeah. And we
2: used to have a form in the police department when I, uh, in, in traffic, I would write it. I probably only did maybe five or eight or something in all my years, but, uh, where we would submit it and it was a referral to the DMV. Right. They would call them back in and do another driving test and, and right. sometimes pull their license completely. Right. Uh, we're never really informed as to what the end result was. We just sent right. off the referral that, hey, we, we've observed some things. If it's imminent, bad problems right now, then we can pull their license at that moment. Right. Uh, I don't know if they still have that rule it's well, been 30 years but
3: they do and and sometimes <clears throat> sometimes they don't care they know they've gotten the letter they have yeah, to they go Yeah they still get drive the without a license and, and so you can't drive you cannot drive yeah. because you could be pulled over and there could be a serious consequence I had one lady saying I'll take my chances <laughs> 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 so sometimes we have to get clever and, yes. and do things with the car And or... look listen
2: what I would do guy if you're the caregiver if you're the the adult and your parents generally have it together and they want to go shopping, they want to go visit friends, get them an Uber or Lyft account.
3: Oh, there's a great program actually called GoGo Grandparents.
2: Nice. It's a
3: little extra than just Uber, but they're specially selected to be part of this program. And you can enter their destination and then when they're coming back. So it's very easy to use. You know when they're traveling. You know where they've dropped them off and you know when they've, selected the pickup and that they've come home. So we've
2: we've used that for my parents, not that particular app, but the the third-party Uber thing where we were at an event and nobody could get by to pick up my parents to get them there in time because we got a little late. So we said, well, why don't you guys just meet us there? It's going to be easier. And they didn't want to drive and they were going to drive back with us. We said, look, I'll just send you an Uber. So we did it on my phone. They billed me, but I could also track it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where's Mm -hmm. mom and dad now? Where's mom and dad now? And the uber came in they got into the person's car uh, i even called the person ahead of time and i said y- you know there's great. a great tip waiting for you if you're friendly and nice to my parents uh the, the gentleman was all for that right yes. and so he took care of them and treated them well and they arrived safely so you can do that still be at work still be afar Uh, even out of town, even out of country, if you will, to send them a ride share. But this Go-Go Grandparent is pretty interesting.
3: It is. It's really easy to use, too.
2: I'll do a follow-up on that for you guys and and let you know my thoughts. Yeah. Mary, a couple of last questions, folks. But before I go, I want to see if I can get one more caller in. 870-5752. That's 866-870-5752, 866-870-KRLA. Guys, uh, one of the most important things in your life is making sure that your parents are cared for because they cared for you. That matters a lot to me. They're decent human beings, not perfect. I didn't say perfect, but decent, and you have a job. And it doesn't mean it's gonna look and be simple and easy, because it isn't. It's not gonna be even appreciated the way you want, especially if there's Alzheimer's or dementia. How are you finding Mary with some of these memory care issues and people at home, are there resources available? Does insurance help offset any of the costs? Can can I create some way to, it's, to it's, cover it?
3: So coverage, I think probably the most challenging situations are when somebody is ambulatory, meaning they're walking, and they have dementia, and they're able to get away from the location that they'd like to wander. and. Without some kind of financial resources, those are probably the most challenging situations to support. Uh, There are many, many memory care units and locations uh, where potentially somebody could be safer than at home. Um, And then maybe with their vet background or something that way, we're able to supplement some of those things to make sure that they have good support and they're safe. But it's 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 a challenge, so we just have to look at the situation, what they really want. Are you
2: guys familiar enough with the different insurance policies? And
3: Yes. So long-term care insurance would come in, okay. uh, potentially. Uh, I, I see some policies that are only for skilled nursing, yes. and that could be another show as far as the levels of care and the kinds of support that you can get p- at different places. But uh, oftentimes your insurance does not cover... It doesn't cover yeah, care, and it doesn't home. cover care in your home. It doesn't care, cover care in facilities.
2: Rosalind, you have less than one minute. Uh, Rosalind from Los Angeles, you're on with Mary Winters. I'm going to get your call in here.
4: Yes. Uh, what kind of service, services can you offer for a person who has no children or family to take care of her?
2: Oh, fantastic. Rosalind. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to connect you with Mary, and we will get the answer for you. Uh, can somebody help
3: absolutely we'll, well I'll sit and have a nice conversation
2: with you all right Rosalind we'll, we'll take care of that I appreciate it thanks for calling folks I appreciate you being part of the show the total financial hour I'm air of with our special guest Mary Winters. you can reach out to her at triple 736 5864 or better yet give me a call and I'll reach you uh, I'll put you in touch with her I'm Eric Hallaby. this is the total financial show and am 70 the answer have a great weekend
0: makes your money work for you learn about the total